breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Did you miss me at all, Friday? Yeah, yeah, okay. we did. We did miss you. We had big news. We got a lot to to hash out. Yeah, this I want to talk about this Schlumber J. Mm-hmm. This we, got, we got a lot to yes. do. We got uh, uh, we got Nicholson and Prater coming in. We have Senator Kennedy tomorrow who wants your questions. A message us, please, on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. He wants to take your questions. But I, Mike, Mike. Rube, Rube. You said, yeah, you said you had. I, have I, do you remember when I told you what Judge Judy said, the secret to a long, long life? No. She said it's three words. Don't fall down. Okay. <laughs> Stop laughing. Oh, no. You see the, you see the injury on my wrist and arm? Yeah. I'm all brush burned all the way up my arm. Ugh. I'm, Did you fall in the pool? No, it wasn't the pool. I wish it had been the pool. Right. I think I sprained this right ankle. I'm not sure. I Here's what I'm... Stupid son had to go off and not take my garbage <laughs> out anymore. So I'm going to take the garbage out. And I have to get the big bin, which I haven't used since he's been gone. I haven't needed the big bin. So I'm dragging the big bin out of my its little garbage hut. So wait, hut. he leaves... And now you need the big bin? There's just one of you? Yeah, I haven't needed the big bin, the big garbage bin out. I've been right. able to put a little bag out in my little trash can. And I haven't worried about the big bin. But now I'm like, I'm cleaning out the fridge. I have a lot of stuff to put in the big garbage thing. So I drag okay. it over okay. to the carport in front of my car. But while I'm doing that, my condo is the place where all the water meters are. You know, they're all, okay. there's six or seven of them, line, five of them, whatever, lined up right there beside my driveway. As I step off to go get the big garbage bin out of its little garbage hut, um, I stepped on one of those water meter thingies, and it flipped and opened. Foot goes down into the water meter. Oh, you mean the, the yeah, in the, the big, ground, yeah, the ones the, with the, the whole big thing I got opened. Yes. Not just the little, the, the whole big thing tipped. Oh, wow. Foot goes down into there. Down I go. Now, thank God I'm holding a bag of garbage in one hand. And I kind of put through that kind of in front of me to brace my fall with my knees and my bad, you know, my my good or bad. Stop laughing, laughing. both of you. Well, I scraped this arm all along. Where's something to throw? Wait, here it is. Oh, no. Heads up. I scraped my arm all up on the driveway, on the side of the driveway, and I and I was on the way out the door to go swimming with some friends. So I, you know, I put the garbage thing up on the carport to get it ready to put all the junk in it. Anyway, so I get my keys, I jump in the car, I go to the pool. I'm not thinking a whole lot of it, except I've got blood dripping down my arm. You know, I'm like, oh, oh good, man. get in the pool, bleeding yeah, and bloody. Exactly. So I had to I had to towel that off make sure it was okay i don't realize that the foot or the knee the other knee the good knee is a little bit sore so i'm like doing all my exercises talking to my friends and i'm like man i'm gonna have to go home and put ice on this wrist and all that it's it's acting funky 
And then I get home and about three hours later, my ankle starts blowing up. I'm like, oh no, I have jacked my ankle. I fell down about 30 inches, maybe. I fell onto a big bag of garbage. Right. And I still feel like you just hit me with a truck. Ugh. I'm getting too old. <laughs> don't fall down no more. Don't I know. <laughs> don't, fall, don't fall down. But I'm I'm trying I have called a lawyer. I'm trying to figure out do I sue the city over the yeah. <laughs> water meter thing yeah. bolting? Do I sue well, who do I sue? Is it my homeowners? I'm joking. I'm not suing anybody. Because <laughs> okay, my you. dumb and I, you know what I did? I gotta take a break, I'm sure, but I look because I have a camera outside right near where I was. Okay. And I looked up at the camera and I thought, please, God, tell me you didn't record that. Please, God, tell me. I want that you know, footage. someone would find I that. I want that footage. <laughs> I felt so, that was the I moment. I know the owner oh, of Shreveport Security Systems. Yeah. I'm calling him. <laughs> I felt so old. I really felt so old. I, I got up and I looked. First thing you do is you look at the camera. Then I look to see, is anybody else watching? Did anybody else see this? And as I'm standing up, a car pulls through and I'm like, hey, I wave at him. Like, what, at, what you doing? <laughs> Oh, man, I feel like an old turkey. Oh, but I'm going to be okay. I just have to prop the foot up. And, I, you know, I iced it yesterday. It feels better now. So I think I'm going to on the mend. Oh, good. Oh, <laughs> God. No more falls. I know. Ruben, what is this? Yeah, it's over for you. <laughs> I'm going to have to have some hunky guy come over and put my trash out from now on. I don't know. Okay, what's your trash day? <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you say chunky guy or hunky? Oh, oh, hunky oh. guy. <laughs> Not you either, Ruben. Sorry. Okay. In addition to that, there's my friend uh, told me one time, and this is a few years ago, he was mowing and they had pulled up like a pole. Okay. Some kind of pole out in his yard. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a clothesline pole or what, but there was a hole. He said he was mowing and he was backing, pulling the mower back, and his just his foot went straight down in that hole, Aaron, and he did like the split. Oh, <laughs> ouch! Ouch! He said yeah. he was holding on to oh the mower. Oh my god, that's no. so funny! <laughs> and he went all the way, all the way to the Nuggets. I oh, mean, all the way down. Oh, yeah. not pleasant. Not pleasant. Car drove by. Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. When someone sees it, not good. Oh, oh, yikes. I only laugh because, yeah, I was, my uh, my daughter was visiting. Now she's grown. We're, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and somehow I, I was running down the driveway, kind of chasing her. We were being goofy. Well, there was mud at the end of my driveway right at the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And I hit that mud and... Girl, I went down. Oh. <laughs> so I, I laugh in complete empathy. When we, t- when we topple, we're tending to hurt ourselves these days. And I used to do it as a joke. I used to, back in the early 80s, Pratt Falls. I could, oh, oh, I could yeah. fall like Chevy Chase. Yeah, not anymore. my inspiration, by the way. <laughs> Throw a I worked at Brookshire's and I would have the mop. And I would be walking like behind people oh, and no. trip, and, and that mop handle would pow hit the. Oh, you're oh so it was! Bad. I know it. It was so funny. So bad. Couldn't do that today. No, though. you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> Couldn't do oh, it today. I'm on the mend. Some exciting news Friday. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I want to talk about uh, mm-hmm. Schlumberger. You bet. And uh, 
find out what what the heck's going on. Mm-hmm. Mike and McCarty. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. By the way, um, normally, did did you get much of a storm yesterday at your place? Yeah, I heard it, and the dog wanted to snuggle, so you know it was. Yeah, he was barking at it, but I, you know, my power never flickered at all. Mine didn't either. I'm so grateful. Yeah, wow. Um, but I'm checking the Swepco site because as I was coming into work this morning, of course, it's still dark. Um, the traffic lights were out. Oh, okay. In uh, Broadmoor and South Highlands and okay. all the way up in, in near Betty Virginia Park, the traffic lights. And as I was going up Lion Avenue, South Highlands was completely dark. Wow. Wow. So, and, and how many was, are still dark? I mean, it, have it you looked? looks like almost 24,000 people are without power this morning. Man. And uh, I talked to um, Swepco guru Michael Corbin mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago when, when uh, we lost power in Broadmoor. And he was saying, you know, there are still a lot of limbs that are trapped in the trees that broke and snapped off. Mm-hmm. Um, and when those limbs do eventually fall, like yesterday, there was a little bit of wind yes. uh, in association with that storm, that thunderstorm yesterday. Uh, it's, gonna, it's going to still cause problems. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's what this issue was, but, but it would tend to make sense. Yeah, it, it looks like there was, were pretty high winds again yesterday yeah. from, you know, all across the Arklatex. And um, some heavy, heavy rain, heavy downpours at times. I, you know, I, at my place... It was raining really big in the afternoon hours. Yeah. Um, and again, we have the crews will be back out trying to restore that power again today. It was a doozy of a storm. Yeah. It was. Uh, in my, uh, my daughter came in this weekend. We had a great weekend. Um, but but uh, we were looking during the morning before it came because in the morning it would look great. Mm-hmm. You know, the day was beautiful. Right. Um, but she was like, "I'm gonna. I gotta hit the road kind of early." And, of course, she drove right through it. Oh, gosh, yeah. On her way back toward Dallas. Ugh. and uh, But but I, I checked on her. She had to pull over at, at Oh, my goodness. Even. Yeah. It was a big storm. It really was. And, and um, again, I don't know what during the height of it how many were without power, but I was seeing messages posted online. Here we go again. Losing another freezer full of food. You know, the secret to that is don't open it. Leave it right, alone. Right, Leave it closed. Leave it closed. Don't go in and out of it. Don't go try to move stuff from the fridge to the freezer. Leave it alone. Maybe you will lose stuff in the fridge, but you can save the stuff in the freezer if you just leave it alone. Yeah, don't, don't um, open. Because the moment you open it, you just, poof, 25% gone. 25%, I, yeah. I stopped by um, the Honda shop on Saturday morning. I had a few extra minutes, and I was over that way, and I hadn't been in it in a while. Mm-hmm. And I uh, just wanted to go in and see. They're doing a lot of remodeling. Oh, okay. And uh, this was Saturday morning. And I walked in, and he goes, and and the guy, oh, he said something about, uh, well, I hope you have a flashlight with you. You won't be able to see anything. Oh, like, man. They lost power. 
Really? Yeah, and and they don't. We don't know why there wasn't a storm Saturday. Hmm. That's so odd. again, uh, limbs could fall. I don't know what it was. That's bizarre. Yeah, there were a lot of. Someone came from the building, came and asked me, "Are there any closures today because of the power outage?" I have not heard of anything being closed. Of course, school's not in session, obviously, but I don't know if there are businesses that are in the dark that are going to have to shut down. You know, that's an individual business decision when they get there and realize, oh gosh, we have no power. When I'm looking at the map, yeah, big, a large section, I say a large section, a section of South Highlands. It, it seemed large as I was driving through it right. because that was where I was going mainly. Right. Um, and then on the other side of 49 as well, around uh, Doris and Clover and Summers Street in that area, there are some, mm. uh, a lot of people without power. So uh, just make sure you keep it on the Kiel app. Yes. And if you know if you don't have power, we'll keep you updated. Mm-hmm. By the way, coming up just after seven today, John Nicholson, the former city councilman, and Sheriff Steve Prater in studio together. Uh, now Nich- that was scheduled for Friday. No, it never was. Was I? Oh, Ruben, was me- it? Ruben messed it up. Ruben told, oh, told me. Sorry, it was Friday guys. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> because I was very upset. It's today. It was that, scheduled for today all along. It really but, was my but fault. But Friday, you had Justin Dixon mm-hmm. come in in LEP. Yeah. And he gave you absolutely no information. Uh, <laughs> I was we, like, come on, dude, come on, give he, us something. He, he helped a little bit. He helped I actually a little bit was tonight. able to listen on Friday. Yeah, so. he's, he's a good guy. And, and I knew he wasn't going to tell us much, but I knew we had a big announcement coming up. And, right. um, you know, we were trying to guess what company it was. And he was like, <laughs> all he would say was it wasn't automo- automotive related. Well, I, I did laugh when he said Elio Motors yeah. is, I was like, really? That's, yeah. that's going to go? Oh, yeah. But that's not, not what it was. Not Elio. So that's coming up. And then tomorrow in the eight o'clock hour, Senator, something new with Senator John Kennedy. He wants your questions. He wants to take your questions, and so we're taking them on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Anything goes, he said. Anything you want to ask him about. And he's going to be with us for like 30 minutes or so. Yes, he has said, I'll be there 30 minutes. Give me all the questions you got, and I'll tackle them all. I mean, usually when you have a senator or somebody like that, they say, give me me your topics. What do y'all want to discuss? Right. He's like, anything goes tomorrow, so this is your chance if you have a question, specific question for Senator Kennedy, send it to us now on the message board. And uh, all you have to do is download the Keel app and then click on the little message button and it comes right to us. And, and we'll we may go ahead read and it. save those. You bet. Absolutely. All right. So uh, stay with us. 1017 FM, 710 Keel. Yeah. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. So, other than your big fall on the weekend, Ruben, I didn't, I, 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 I wasn't here Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the weekend went for everybody. Every- Did good. I saw a movie, by the way, that uh, if you have not seen it yet, um, it's heavy. 
You can't go and expect to, you know, in, in uh, a sweet. It's not a. It's not a feel good. It's not fuzzy. Hit of the hit nope. of the, the year. It will rock you to your core. It is. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about it yet. It's Sound of Freedom. Um, you it, see where the left wing media is bashing it as a, a QAnon. Oh, it's ridiculous! It's interesting. At the end of the me- the, the movie, Jim Caviezel is the star, mm-hmm. and at the end of the me- the movie, the credits are rolling, and there's a little thing at the bottom of the screen that says "Special Announcement in Two Minutes," and that starts counting down. So you're watching the credits roll, you're hearing the music, you're watching the you're, and you're seeing this little ticker. He comes on. This was so ingenious. And he said, look, if you care about this issue, and if you don't know about it, don't look it up before you go see it. Just go see it. Um, he starts to say, if you care about this issue and if you want to help, we need people to see this movie. We don't have the budget to market it. We need everybody in the country to see it. We it's need people to engage. Uh, studio. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. And then he puts up a little, what do you call those things you scan, the, the QR code? And he said, uh, if you would like, you can scan this QR code in your phone right now, and you can pay for a ticket for someone who can't afford to go. Because um, they have set up a website where you can pay the tickets forward. You know, people that can't afford it can go to this site and get their tickets. I mean, it's ingenious how they did it. And the word is now spreading. It's been beating some of the biggest movies. It beat Harrison Ford's new movie. Um, I'm just telling you, it, it rocked me to my core. Um, we're going to do more about this subject on the radio station because I think it's very important um, after so, seeing it. Something else that's interesting, I've been seeing posts of people saying we couldn't get in the theater because the air conditioning was broken. Oh, no. They wouldn't let, we can't run the film because the air conditioning. Wow. It says there was air in the lobby, there was yeah. air in the other theaters. Mm. Another that's lady posted bizarre. and said, the guy comes out, and they're videoing the guy, an employee of one of these theater chains, I won't name it because I can't confirm it, saying, uh, we can't download the film. We can't show it. Holy we, cow. And they're like, you have to download the mm-hmm. film? Now, I went to see it Friday afternoon, Mike, and it was sold out. Nice. Good. It is sold out. People here are going to see it, so you got to get your tickets ahead of time. It's called Sound of Freedom. Jim Caviezel is the star, and it's based on true events, again, that will rock you to your core. 101.7 FM, 7. FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Big news, big economic development news on Friday for Shreveport, Bossier, and the Arklatex. 600 new jobs, 600 new direct jobs. Mm -hmm. Schlumberger announcing they're taking over a million square feet of the uh, former General Motors plant. At what point are we not going to call it the GM plant anymore? I'm not sure. There's nothing, there's no mention. I went out there and kind of uh, rattled around the, the Thursday of last week, and it it looks like GM's never been there. I mean, GM's word, the words GM are nowhere to be found. Okay, It's right, gone. Right. Um, but you still have um, the Hyundai Glovis out there. You yeah. Have that, and now, what do they do? What is? I'm not sure what they're doing. I didn't see evidence of a whole lot of people. 
Um, you also have Thyssen, Thyssen, whatever it is. Thyssen Krupp, Krupp, yes. They're using a part of the plant or will be using a part of the plant. Right. That and, was exciting. Mm-hmm, now you're going to have SLB. 600 direct jobs paying about 60 grand and then 700 indirect jobs. Yeah. So 1,300 jobs. And when you think about it, and I need to correct something I said last week because when GM opened here in 82, I think, 81, it was 1,200 jobs. People think it was a lot more than that. It ramped up when they were running full shifts, three shifts, it ramped up to about 3,000. Um, so there was a time when it did have about 3,000 jobs, but then they would shut shifts down. I mean, we went through that a lot. Then at the end, when they closed in 2014, I believe, um, they had 800 jobs left. So this is comparable to when GM was, you know, right there toward the end. 600 jobs is a lot, 1,300 when you add in mm-hmm. the, re- the rest. But now GM brought with it. All those other businesses, the battery companies, the parts companies, you know, everybody else. transportation, trucking companies, I mean, uh, all kinds of stuff. So I'm hoping that, you know, this could impact that. Schlumberger is a big operation. I mean, they're now known uh, officially, I guess, as SLB, just because people kept goofing up Schlumberger, I suppose. But it's a big... Well, it's 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 Schlumberger, right? Schlumberger, yeah. You say it. (laughs) It's not how you say it. Schlumberger. It's not how you say it. No, please don't do that. Schlumberger. <laughs> now, what what are they going to? Ma- I mean, here's my ignorance. I I, I can't what are they tell going you. To manufacture. It's something, some sort of digital integrated technology that they're. Yeah, did that help? <laughs> you got it. Absolutely. You know what they're doing? Digital digital widgets. I, I don't think know is what, it, what the widgets are. I'm not sure. That's a good question. But it's a you know it's a big deal, and they're going to start hiring you know ASAP. And it's uh, the one of the articles I saw was the uh, the renovations at the plant were expected to be finished by early next year. Mm-hmm. So six months, they're going to be ready to rock and roll. Right, right. That's no, incredible. I know it. It is really good news and uh, game changer for that plant. Hopefully, when you when you some when everybody's kind of attracted to something, other people want to come too. So oh, absolutely. Think, the, the thinking is that once Slumber Day opens up, other people will go, oh, we better well, look and, at that too. And that's it. It's, it's a, it is. It's a domino effect. Mm-hmm. When you have Slumber Day and you have Amazon, uh, a facility here, that they bring in other businesses and you then bet. things start growing. That's why it's so exciting. Absolutely. Big time. Coming up after the top of the hour, Sheriff Steve Prater joining us along with John Nicholson, former Shreveport City Council member, uh, with his announcement and news about um, Nicholson and running for sheriff mm-hmm. with Mike and McCarty. 1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. I saw on my way in. Nobody won the Powerball. No, no, or Mega Millions. God, Aaron, that just blows my mind. That's just nuts. How many? How many millions of tickets are sold? Oh. And out of all those tickets, not the right combination was found. Yeah, not the right one. That's just <sighs> that's that, that's even more astonishing. That's mind boggling. It really is. It's uh, and it, and it gets all the rage when you know when you look at uh, some of the national newscasts, and Powerball is one of their big stories. 
I'm like, man, it's everybody's talking about it. And it's 900 million. And I was talking to a lady in the pool who does who who is against gambling, completely against gambling. Okay. And she said, I think I'm going to get a friend of mine to go get me a ticket. <laughs> She's Come not on. in just she's not own in up. Favor. Go buy you a ticket. <laughs> not in favor of gambling, but she if was going to let a buddy right. buy her a ticket, and I thought that's funny. Now the mega See, millions. That's even, to me, that's even worse. That's yeah, even worse. If, yeah. if you're if you're opposed to it, then be opposed to it. But and, if and not, yeah. own it. But when I told her nine hundred million, she went, "Oh, I'm going to have to get a buddy to go buy me a ticket because you never know." Even though I'm against, I said, "If you're against gambling, you can't take the winnings." <laughs> That would, people would know you gambled. Everybody would know you gambled. So she she looked at me and she went, "We'll figure that one out when we get to it." And I thought, "I don't okay, think you'll need to figure no, it out." You're not going to. But you know, one day I'm going to win, and one day you're going to go. She told me she one day she was going to win, and I'm going to be glad for you. Believe me, <laughs> you're still on the list. But you know, you, some days you hover. <laughs> And today is a day you're hovering. Yeah, already. So, yeah, you're already. hovering. So we'll Only see. Only back for an hour, and I'm, yeah. I'm already hovering. Exactly. I'm excited about our next hour. I, I don't think I am we, too. I, I, it's going to be a big political announcement. And, um, you know, I made up some of the questions myself. I can do that. <laughs> Well, you've only been doing this, what, 40 years? Just a smidge. I, I've been doing this longer than this man's been born, I think. Close. Oh, Probably. I don't know. He's, Close. he's probably older than 40. You think 40. he's older than 40? Yeah, maybe he is. <laughs> not you, Prater. I'm not that old, Prater. Good night. <laughs> no, no, I, okay, in, 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 in all fairness, I've been in radio that long, longer. Yeah. But not doing this. Well, I've been in it been, since 79. Right. Long, long yeah, time. Yeah. Long, long time. You've done news. Yeah. You were doing news when I was in the studio mm -hmm. right behind you. I was a DJ back in the day down were you in really? Baton Rouge. Yes, I was. I was in Baton Rouge. I was at WLCS, Baton Rouge, and WQXY. Beautiful music. <laughs> Boy, will that put you to sleep fast. Yeah. You remember those days? I was days? at the Radio Ranch right oh, behind you. KWKH. And we had to Here's talk Furlan like Husky. this when we did the weather. The weather today will be pleasant. It will not be stormy today. <laughs> Only a slight chance of a... Oh, man. I had to talk that way when I was at oh, KCOZ. God. FM 100. <laughs> that was that was the one in Baton Rouge. A big old reel-to-reels. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. The four-track reel-to-reels. And yeah. I would sleep in front of it because I worked midnight to six. And I'd sleep. I would we'd go to college after I got off yes, at six. I was in school. I'd go eat breakfast and then I'd go to I'd make my seven thirty classes so I could go home and sleep after I was done. So, and and yeah. the guys at the Florentine would yell at me as I got out of my car at midnight. I didn't have I'd that have, experience. I'd have Sorry. To run into the building. <laughs> Politics is coming up after seven. Sheriff Steve Prater and John Nicholson, former Shreveport City Council member, joining us next. One hundred one seven FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty in studio with Caddo Parish Sheriff Steve Prater and former Shreveport City Council member John Nicholson. Now I said a moment ago what, what this was. I, I didn't 
I didn't shoot the gun early, did I? No, no pun intended. No, no, I mean, no. That was no, already no. out, right? Yes, it's been released. Um, Mr. Nicholson put this on his Facebook page. You are a candidate for sheriff of Caddo Parish. Good morning. Yes, I am. Okay. What motivated you? What What prompted you to run? You know, when I ran for city council in 2018, I told voters that crime would be my top priority. Uh, and I made it my top priority. I did everything I could as a council member, as a public safety committee member, as the audit and finance chair, to make sure that our police officers and firefighters had everything that they needed to do their job for the city. Uh, I'm running because Sheriff Prater reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and asked me to consider running. Uh, and after talking to my wife and praying about it, we decided that it was the right thing for the parish. Now, I want to I bring up what, what I know your opponents are going to bring up. Uh, the fact that uh, you were city council, but you've had no law enforcement experience. So how do you address that concern? Well, look, I'd first say that uh, as a council member, I spent years working with two and police Sheriff, chiefs. And Sheriff, I want you to address that also because we talked about that. Okay. Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. I spent years working with two police chiefs, uh, managing, uh, assisting with the management of the police department, uh, working to get the police what they needed in terms of uh, both equipment and salary. And I'll tell you something I've learned over the course of talking with Sheriff Prater uh, for the past couple of weeks. There are many sheriffs around the state who started their law enforcement careers when they were elected sheriff uh, and, and were not police officers or sheriff's deputies. For example, Don Hathaway was in the insurance and banking business and then was uh, a public service commissioner a public worship commission, rather, before he got elected sheriff, before Sheriff Prater. And you're not unfamiliar with the law. I am not. Being a, an attorney. I've been a lawyer for almost 20 years. Uh, I have uh, decades of experience with the criminal justice system. But are you a criminal attorney? Most of my work has been civil. Uh, and so that is not how I've made my living principally. But I have enjoyed serving on a federal panel called the Criminal Justice Act, where federal judges will appoint lawyers to a couple of cases a year uh, to do um, uh, as a service to the court and to the public. Uh, and that has really given me uh, what I think is a unique perspective and insight on how things work around here. Sheriff Prater, why did you approach Nicholson? Why was he one of the guys? Because you, you'd talked with Mike, right. I believe, before about Craig Smith and right. some other people. Why did you approach Mr. Nicholson? Well, I'd talked to Mike, like you say, and Mike didn't want to do it. Uh, so, <laughs> I was no. a, a reserve officer in Bossier City for almost 15 years, but I didn't feel like... Uh, well, I followed, <laughs> on a serious note, I followed Sheriff Hathaway, as you know, and I've got a lot of friends throughout the state in large parishes that they are attorneys or other fields that they got to be, then they became the sheriff. The sheriff's job is, is kind of like the mayor's job. You're the CAO. Uh, over half of our deputies work at the jail. And I know that's law enforcement, but it's not your traditional. I've never worked at a jail, and all of a sudden I become the sheriff, and I'm over half of my people are doing something I've never done. And then there's a lot of them that are collecting taxes and serving papers and running probation departments and things that don't have anything to do with traditional law enforcement. Uh, with patrol. Say. With patrol and right. investigating crimes. Uh, our patrol force is, uh, I don't know, it's probably maybe 10% of Shreveport's 
uh, patrol force. I mean, it's just it's it's not not much at all, and that's the one reason everybody comes up and says, "Why don't you come into the city and patrol and take over, do something about violent crime here?" We simply don't have the numbers to do that. But back to the original point, there is so much that I do on a daily basis. Uh, Gary Parker is my chief civil deputy. He's an attorney, and and I talk to him hourly. And mm-hmm. so this, uh, when I thought about John, I thought about his fiscal conservative. What's the word? Conservatism. Conserv- Conservatism. Right. Mm-hmm. He's fiscal. He's he's like I say he'd be tough on crime and careful with your money. And I know he would continue that tradition. And I like the way that he wasn't scared. He wasn't scared to bow up to some terrible things and some some I don't know uh, uh, some situations under Perkins uh, that needed to be people needed to bring light. He wanted to bring some transparency to some of the things that were going there. He wasn't scared, didn't back off. Folks would say, Sheriff, that a good leader would train those under them to take over once they're gone. Why don't you have somebody on your staff that could step up and be a good sheriff? I have people that would be very good sheriffs. Uh, It's very good law enforcement ends of sheriffs. Uh, I've got some people... Well, one of them that wanted to run, he lives in Bossier. Uh, you have to live in Cattle Parish for a year. One lives in Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we had uh, we have some good people that can do a lot of good things, but not necessarily that qualified mm-hmm. could do everything. Um, okay. I got a tough question for Nicholson when we get back. We're going to take a quick right. break. We're in the studio with the County Parish Sheriff Steve Prater, uh, former Shreveport City Councilman John Nicholson with Mike. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty in studio with Cattle Parish Sheriff Steve Prater, former Shreveport City Councilman John Nicholson, who has announced his candidacy for Cattle Parish Sheriff. Mister Nicholson, you were my councilman uh, representing me. I think Mike, you as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you decided you were not going to run for re-election to the City Council. And in your announcement, you said you wanted to spend more time with your family. Um, you've had six months with the family. You tired of them now? Uh, I'm glad you told me there was a hard question coming. Uh, and since Emily's listening, no, I am not. Are you sick of uh, your family? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, look, city council uh, was an experience that I enjoyed for the four years that I did it. As the sheriff just mentioned, I really poured everything I had into that. And uh, when I needed to uh, push back on problems, I did. And you and I have had conversations about some of those problems over the years. Uh Sheriff is a job that I can do full-time. As a council member, I was practicing law and being a council member more or less full-time for a number of years. Uh, As sheriff, I I will not continue to practice law uh, in the way that I have, uh, and so I'm going to be able to devote my full effort and energy to the sheriff's office uh, and then to Emily and the children. So So you'll resign your law practice, keep your license active, I will maintain my license, but I will not continue the law practice that I have now. Okay. How do you feel about guns? A, are you a gun owner? B, do we need any kind of uh, measures? A lot of people will say we need tougher gun laws in our country. You tried to pass a measure to um, punish those who left guns in their cars. Um, you have tried some of those I- those things. 
that I bet would differ from Sheriff Prater if you you two gotten a little uh, tete-a-tete about it. Um, how do you feel about guns? I support the Second Amendment. I'm a gun owner. I've been a hunter. Uh, I took my, my son a couple of years ago hunting for the first time, and uh, his comment after we killed the doe was uh, was that the blood smelled good and he wanted to do it again. Uh, <laughs> so, look, I, I am not in any way opposed to gun ownership. I support responsible gun ownership. The legislation you're talking about was a response to what uh, has been a continuous gun violence crisis in the city, and we were just grasping about for solutions. You'll remember that what I proposed was that people shouldn't be allowed to leave guns in unlocked cars overnight. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, that was the proposition that was not successful. I don't disagree with that. A car is very easy to Mm -hmm. get into. And, And I'm not, look, Uh, As sheriff, I'm not going to be pushing any changes to gun laws. I am going to enforce existing gun laws, and I want to make sure that guns are not in the hands of criminals where they can hurt citizens. Another thing that the sheriff deals with, and we've talked about over and over and over again ad nauseum, is that he's got inmates in his jail that are sitting there waiting for, for trial for three, four, some five years. What will you do as sheriff to address that? Well, the sheriff has done a good job over the years of explaining that the criminal justice system has multiple players, right? The sheriff has a role to play, the prosecutor, the judges. Uh, I will continue uh, his message, which is that everybody on the criminal justice team has got to work to move away from a system where we have people sit, in some cases, for years. Now, in fairness, that's not common. Uh, It's not common for an individual defendant to sit for years, but we we can do better collectively, and I mean everybody, uh, at making sure that when we bring defendants to court in Caddo Parish District Court, there is a purpose for their being there and something happens to move their case forward. And Aaron, I want to say over the course of this campaign, we're going to have hard conversations about the criminal justice system. We've got to have those conversations. When I offer constructive criticism of the way things are today, and how we would like to see them change in the future. I'm not criticizing any individual elected official. Okay, I'm not critic. I'm not. I'm not going after anybody. But if we don't talk about the problems we have, we can't solve them. We know uh, Sheriff Prater initially was going to run, and right. in fact, you did run. Right. Uh, you had several fundraisers and did right. very well. Right. Uh, now great. you announced because of some health issues, you decided not to run. Uh, for re-election. Right. The health issue was not, it, it was and it wasn't. The health issue made me realize that at 71 years old, many people don't know exactly what my age is, I'm 71, that I'm not going to be here forever. And when I get through with this next term, had I chosen to run, I would be 77 years old. And I really don't want to you know, fall walking up the stairs at, on the Taking airplane your like some people. Can I throw something at him? <laughs> oh, well, I get in trouble. No, I was, wasn't talking about you. I was talking about another elderly politician. Oh, falling up the stairs, up going the into stairs, the plane? Down yeah. the stairs yeah. and everything else. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I'm in great think... health. I want to enjoy it. I want to stay active. And I've even volunteered to uh, to to work as a chief criminal deputy for John when he gets elected. But is but, your uh, money going to go to John? That's okay. Thank it, you. Are my supporters going to go? I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, um, I hope that they will because they believe, they believe in Steve Prater and they know one thing. They know that there's 
well, they know two things. I care about Cattle Parish, and I care about the Cattle Parish Sheriff's Office. But what are you doing and to ensure that he gets the, the dollars? I'm, I'm are you a, sending a letter out? Are you, are you formally yeah, I'll send, I'll send a letter out to those that supported me and ask them to, to continue to support to John and to, uh, for their vote and them, them to work at it because you need somebody like-minded like Steve Prater. And in all of the people that contacted me, and the ones that I thought about and my team thought about, John fit the bill. There are some some really great people that that maybe are qualified to do this, but there was only one that I came up with that could actually thought the exact same way I did and reached out and I reached out and we came to a consensus that this is the way to go. He's so he's he's tough on crime. You're in the studio with him this morning. Obviously you are supporting him and endorsing him as I'm supporting him and endorsing him he is the only candidate that isn't calling for as far as I know calling for wholesale change and I've heard of no other nobody else has has announced except for the two people that are running against and so uh I don't know. Yes, I am supporting him and endorsing him okay, and hope he gets the money that my contributors had given to me. I got another toughie for Nicholson when we get back. Can you hang with us? You, you keep doing this, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, like, uh, what's your favorite flower? Okay, I'll ask you that yeah, when we get back. John okay. Nicholson uh, and uh, County Parish Sheriff Steve Prater in studio with One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keo, Micah McCarty, in studio with Cattle Parish Sheriff Steve Prater and uh, Cattle Parish Sheriff candidate John Nicholson. I wanted John. We got a short segment here, so real quickly, tell us what you think about Daniel Ricardo's return to F one uh, in the Alpha Tori. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. No, I'm sorry. I'm the that wrong was... former council member to ask that question. <laughs> Now, tell us a little bit about yourself for those that are uh, that are joining us that may not be familiar with John Nicholson. Married, killed children? Sure. Well, I've been married for more than 22 years to Emily Patton Nicholson. We have four children. The oldest just finished her first year at the University of Virginia. Uh, and Emily and I are so proud of her for the work she did there. Uh, we have uh, two other daughters, one who's about to start High school at Magnet, another who's a middle magnet, and uh, our youngest son will turn 10. Our only son, our youngest child, will turn 10 in the fall. I've been a lawyer for 19 years. I attended the University of Virginia. Uh, I clerked uh, for a federal appellate judge named Jennifer Walker Elrod. Uh, I worked at a big law firm in Dallas for a few years before Emily and I decided that we wanted to come home and raise our children here. All four of our parents here are here. Uh, my dad is a retired oncologist. My mother was an ER nurse when I was younger. Uh, Emily's dad was a nephrologist, a kidney doctor, and her mom was a teacher before she quit working to raise her six children. How old are you, John? I will be 44 at my next birthday. Wow, okay. Didn't realize that. So you're did, way well, younger wait, than wait, the current did you, sheriff. Did you think I was older or I younger? I thought you were younger, yeah. Okay, I thought well, you were that right. well, I, I, I appreciate told you. That. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my hard questions are coming up next, all right? You ready? All right. Okay. We got to take a break. Then we'll be back with uh, Sheriff Steve Prater and John Nicholson, Mike and McCarthy.
101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty in studio. Caddo Parish Sheriff Steve Prater, Caddo Parish Sheriff candidate John Nicholson, Aaron. John, um, let me ask you, we, we've got a crime problem in our community. A lot of communities do. We're not alone. Um, people have been talking about different ideas, different things we should do differently. One thing that's come up in some cities is we should get back to uh, stop and frisk. How would how would Sheriff Nicholson feel about stop and frisk? Stop and frisk can be an important investigative tool uh, in making sure that we identify and apprehend criminals. Uh, the devil's in the details, right? Uh, a stop and frisk policy that targets people for really for no reason, uh, who are not behaving in a suspicious manner, is not acceptable to anybody. But if you're talking about targeting known criminals in many cases uh, for uh, an encounter with law enforcement that will allow you to, for example, identify guns that they're holding illegally or or drugs, uh, I think that's part of good policing. And I've, I've got to be clear about that. It, there's no... Damn, that was good. <laughs> I like, we ain't talked about any of that, but that's... Chair yeah, Prater, there is no, uh, no surprise to anyone that you and the district attorney have been sideways, um, if, if I can put that mildly. You've been critical. He's been critical of you. How do you, how, how do you fix that, Mr. Nicholson, if you're sheriff? I mean, you guys have got to work together, but yet you have to also call them out when you don't think they're doing their job. What's the fine line? Look, the, the district attorney and the sheriff of every parish do have to work together. Um, and I'm going to do that as sheriff with James Stewart. He is our district attorney. That's not going to change uh, in, in my estimation, at least in the short term. But a tension between the district attorney's office and the sheriff's office in many respects is helpful. You don't want two people in those offices singing from the same sheet of music every day. Uh, the sheriff has an obligation and a duty to go out and investigate crimes and present criminals for prosecution to the DA. The DA makes a decision about prosecution. Uh, but look, I'm going to work with the man uh, as best I can. I'm not going to back down from offering constructive criticism where I think that's appropriate. The, and, I, and, I, and I should say, I'm sure he won't. Uh, he'll do me the same courtesy. Mm -hmm. The district attorney has come into this studio and uh, answered some tough questions, one being uh, about keeping criminals convicted criminals behind bars but then pleading down gun charges mm -hmm. as opposed to some of the less serious crimes they'll they'll plead down gun charges but his response is well the 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 police officers or deputies need to prepare the case to where they can get the prosecution well look like we talked about a few minutes ago it's a team effort it's absolutely correct that to successfully prosecute a criminal uh, law enforcement's got to do its job, the prosecution's got to do its job, and the judges have to fairly apply the law. If I could change one thing about the way the criminal justice system works here, uh, I would make sure that if you were caught with an illegal gun and you were a felon or you're dealing drugs, that you go to prison every time. Should the district attorney... And stay in prison. Should the district attorney be involved in the sheriff's race? He was at a fundraiser... Well, well, he is involved in the sheriff's uh, Right, where Mr. Whitehorn, uh, Chief Henry Whitehorn, was in this, at the same fundraiser. He's obviously supporting Whitehorn in the sheriff's race. Um, should the district attorney get involved in politics like that? Well, uh, Mr. Whitehorn is the DA's candidate. He's made that clear. He's supported him. He's attended fundraisers for him. 
Uh, the DA is free to support whomever he chooses, and I'm not going to hold a grudge. Uh, we're going to work together uh, when I'm elected, regardless of the support he gives Adrian Perkins, former CAO. Uh, but uh, Oh, there he went there. But, uh, yeah, there's nothing inappropriate about him picking a candidate in the sheriff's race and supporting him. Mr. Whitehorn's pretty squeaky clean. Um, has has a, quite a law enforcement background that you're not going to be able Very to... Very impressive to, resume. Yes. Um, but you mentioned the CAO for Perkins. Is that his only downside? Look, I want to I want to say this at the start of this campaign, and I won't deviate from it. All my interactions with Mr. Whitehorn uh, were courteous in the years that we worked together. I was a council member. He was a city's chief administrative officer. Uh, and so from my interactions with him in terms of uh, the way he comports himself, I don't have a bad thing to say about the man, and I'm not going to. My campaign is about my commitment to continue the legacy of Steve Prater. Uh, to continue the policies and principles that he's had in place for more than two decades that have kept Caddo Parish uh, safe. Um, does it concern me uh, that the chief administrative officer of the prior administration of this city could move over into the sheriff's office? It does. I mean, I spent four years fighting against a wide range of, of seriously bad decisions. One that comes to mind that occurred on Mr. Whitehorn's watch was this $10 million recycling contract that the administration and some council members wanted to give to somebody who was totally unqualified. Uh, Mr. Whitehorn wasn't an elected official at that time, but he was the city's chief administrative officer. He sat around the horseshoe with us, and I didn't hear him say this is a bad idea. So Mm -hmm. the bottom line choice the voters are going to have to make in this race is do you want to promote the Perkins administration into Caddo Parish Sheriff's Office. That's the choice, and it's a stark one. Okay. You you served four years on the council. You're now headed for a run for the Sheriff's Office. Let me ask you another um, gun-related question. Do you support um, concealed carry for anyone without any kind of training? That Louisiana should be a concealed carry state with no training? Without a permit. Without a permit, right. Let me tell you how the law works now and what I like about it, okay? Uh, If there is a known criminal who is caught with a gun in his possession that's concealed, that is a criminal offense. That gun gets taken off the street. That criminal goes to jail. If what you're talking about were to become law... But you you say concealed. I don't mean to interrupt. But if, if a convicted felon has a gun, whether it's concealed or not, it is illegally owned. That's right, but not every bad guy is already a convicted felon, right? Mm -hmm. So my view is that if we were to pass a law that allows people to carry weapons concealed with no training and with no check, uh, we're going to make it harder for law enforcement to do their job. So uh, I think uh, a, a law as we have that requires a basic level of training before you can seal a weapon with the idea that you might uh, attempt to use it to shoot somebody in a stressful situation is a reasonable uh, a reasonable rule, and I think it should continue. Well, let me let me change gears real quick. Ruben wanted me to ask your thoughts on <laughs> <laughs> Ruben looking at me. Recreational marijuana? Uh, do you do, <laughs> sure? <laughs> uh, John Nicholson, what are what are your thoughts on on legalizing uh, recreational marijuana? I've never advocated legalizing marijuana. As you all know, I did sponsor legislation to end incarceration for a small quantity of marijuana with Tabitha Taylor in the city of Shreveport. The state legislature 
which, by the way, supermajority Republican, passed that legislation, and, and that ended the practice of putting people in jail uh, for a very small personal use amount of marijuana. My bottom line on that is I thought that the cure was worse than the disease. You know, do I want people to spend their time abusing drugs? Of course not. I don't approve of that. Uh, I've taught my children not to do it. Emily and I are uh, very firmly on the conservative side of that question. Do I think it is a good use of law enforcement resources to spend time booking and putting people in a jail that's already incredibly overcrowded because they get caught with a little bit of marijuana? I don't. There's still a fine attached to it. It's still illegal. Uh, But that law, which to my recollection, Sheriff, was not opposed by the Sheriff's Association in Baton Rouge, uh, was a a step in the right direction. Have you ever smoked marijuana? I have not. And inhaled? Never. Neither. (laughs) I was a, uh, if if you'll check with my Loyola High School class, look, 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 wait, hang on. Sheriff said, don't ask me that. No, no, no. Listen, listen. I was undercover. If you'll go dig up my yearbook from uh, from high school, you'll see that I was voted the oldest, youngest man in my senior class. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, so, <laughs> kind of like I'm, the nerd stamp? I, I'm, I'm way hard nerd stamp. I'm way less uh, less stiff than I was I went to Northwood. Yeah. Sheriff yeah. Prater, I went to Northwood. Don't, yeah. don't ask me that question. Yeah. I'm like, Clint, I assimilated. Yeah. <laughs> I assimilated a few times. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway. I'm sure we will have you both back. I can't thank you enough for your time, and uh, all the best to you. Thank you both so thank much. Thank you for coming in and answering tough questions. Thank 101.7 F. FM, 710 Kiel. We've got an interesting segment coming up after the local news. Uh, Local business owner Tim Huck going to be joining us. Mm -hmm. Um, You said said he's a little upset. He's got a big case of the pib. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll find out why after the news. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710 com. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. We have a uh, businessman Tim Huck scheduled. I guess he got delayed. Yeah, he he can call us uh three two oh Keel three two oh five three three five if he's listening. Uh, we're trying to get in touch with him. He's there was, he's not happy. There was well there was some more violence mm-hmm. over the weekend in downtown. Yes. Uh, an, another shooting, mm-hmm. lots of gunfire. One person dead, another injured, from what I understand. Right. This took place right on, was it on Texas? Commerce Street right there, um, not too far from Texas. So um, he owns Phoenix Nightclub, I guess, which is over there. Um, And he says his his business was shot up. Um, It wasn't patrons from his club. It was people that are hanging out on the streets. And they were partying and dancing on Spring Street just one minute before this incident happened. And he's upset that the city is not enforcing the current ordinances they have on the books. In what way? What, what um, ordinances? Noise ordinances, essentially. The noise? If the, okay. if the noise is, is too strong, you're supposed to, you know, 
shut them down, tell them to turn it off. And the club sets up uh, on the patio with huge speakers. Mm-hmm. So there's music blasting just down the down the block uh, outside. Right. And they've set up speakers outside, which entices a crowd to gather out on the sidewalks and sometimes in the road. And right. that's causing a problem for traffic, which you have to, you shouldn't be enforcing. It's causing a problem blocking the sidewalks. And some of these people, he says, are underage and underage drinking and underage, you know, uh, partying, you know, after when they should be out. Well, and underage, there's also a curfew for those underage. You're absolutely right. There absolutely is. And they don't have to pay the, the cover to go in the bars. They can just hang out on the streets and in, on the because sidewalks. Because the music is just blaring right it's, out on the streets. It's blaring. And he is urging the city council and the city administration to enforce those laws. Now, the mayor has also issued a, a pretty... Uh, tough statement it sounds like he's gonna they're gonna take some serious action the mayor released a statement and part of that statement uh let me let me read some of this from uh shreveport mayor tom arsenault says my heart hurts for the victims that uh, there was a more disturbing gunfire killing at least three people in separate incidents uh, I extend our sin- con- uh, sincere concern and condolences. Uh, later in the statement, he says, SPD and the administration are considering additional remedies that may involve local legislation and other oversight. The administration understands the council intends to call a public safety committee meeting next week, and the administration will cooperate fully with the council and with others on ideas how to best respond to the serious increase in gun violence in our community. Mm. There's been talk but, but about Aaron, putting more officers downtown. Will that work? I don't know. What? Well, exactly. I think one thing is these people, you know, and I've said this before, and Ruben does the, the mugshot uh, posts, keep them off the streets when you've got them. Mm-hmm. They're convicted. They're, they're, you've got them arrested. And they're convicted of gun crimes. Keep them off the streets. Because yes. it's the same small percentage of people that mm-hmm. are committing these violent acts. And one of the club owners went before the council a couple of weeks ago and, and said she would she wants to continue to have her patio where she can play her music. And she doesn't want the, the noise ordinance to restrict her. Well, the problem with that is... Oh, so she doesn't want to obey the law. Is that what she's saying? Essentially, she wants them to make a... a, a um, exception for downtown saying it's an entertainment district and that's what an entertainment district is about but if you talk to somebody like liz swain with the downtown development authority there are people trying to live down there too they want to live in some of those townhouses that are very nearby Mm -hmm. and they not they don't want to live where the music is blaring well there's also hotels downtown you bet where people are are in town and trying to sleep Mm -hmm. and and you don't want the music blaring and you don't want the big crowds hanging out on the sidewalks, drinking and doing whatever they do. And then when there's a there's an upset, a, a disturbance, then people pull out guns and start shooting. And that's what happened again over the weekend. People start shooting. I think Tim said there were some 20 to 30 shots fired and one person killed, another, at least one other wounded. He, you know, he pointed to many, many bullet holes in some of the signs around his club and and again, said these are not people that attended, that were in his club. These were people who were just wandering around on the sidewalk, listening to the music from another club from the rooftop. And he is urging 
the police department to enforce the laws on the books. And you have to ask, why are they not? Why are they not going to the club that is blaring the music and saying, you must turn it down? Or if they are, and then the club is just ignoring it and turning it back up when the police leave, why are we not taking more harsh action? Well, that's why, I, you know, they may budget, okay, there, there's a fine, $500 fine. Well, okay, we're going to budget that in our operating costs. Mm-hmm. We'll pay just, the fine. And we'll just keep paying the fine every weekend and, and continue to blast our music. And, there, and raise so our cover need, charge two bucks. There needs to be some changes made. They have to do something to stop what is, what is essentially attracting a crowd of lawbreakers. You know, again, but again, I say 99% of the people that are coming down and enjoying the music in the downtown are great. But you're also attracting a small percentage of people that are carrying guns and willing to use them to kill other people. We cannot keep attracting those people to these venues in downtown or anywhere in town for that matter. It's dangerous and people are dying. And I, and if I'm the police chief or the mayor, I'm wringing my hands like, what, what else can we do? And these club owners need to step up and go, we can do better. What can we do to make this better? And try to figure it out rather than just say, we want to have the loud music. We want to be able to have the loud music. Well, your loud music is causing another problem. Right. And you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, is that worth it? Is this man's life who died on that sidewalk this weekend worth you being able to have loud music what if it's your son and and you can't tell the clubs that well you have to have metal detectors because the majority of this of this is taking place on the street people Mm -hmm. not even in the clubs not in the club tim huck released a statement and uh, the first line in his statement these were not club patrons nope they were individuals hanging out in the streets Mm -hmm. and it's causing a big disruption downtown it's a crime, and what it ultimately does is it makes mo- a lot of other people say, eh, I don't think I'm going to go downtown. I don't think I'm going to go well, to your absolutely. club. It's, it's dangerous down that's there. That's right. Why, why should I do that? I can go to another club somewhere else. You know, that hurts all business. It's trying to bring people downtown. Well, and it hurts, exactly, and it mm-hmm. hurts downtown during, uh, you know, a, a Wednesday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Absolutely. Because that's their impression of downtown Shreveport. Mm-hmm. Oh, people are getting shot and killed on the streets, literally. Yeah. And and seemingly, nothing's being done about it. Right, exactly. We'll follow up on that. Micah McCarty, 101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Monday morning in the wake of more violence in downtown Shreveport. We got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board that says, Mike, I love the show, but you are dead wrong on what you say is causing these shootings. Mm-hmm. I don't realize that I said what's causing the shootings. Not sure. Did I? Don't know. Don't remember. Because don't if, if we could, if we could answer that question, we could address that issue. Uh, it's it's senseless violence. Mm-hmm. Big time. I, and and you know how do you address somebody's thinking when they get angry and their first thought is to pull out a gun and start firing? When, right. You know when we got angry, we threw fists. 
Mm -hmm. And then it was over. And more likely than not, you know, you were hanging out again the next day. Right, exactly. There wasn't there wasn't going to guns immediately. Or you, or you walked away. You know what? There was that, sure. Walk away when somebody gets crazy and is wanting to get in a fight. Sorry, dude, I'm not, I'm, you know, we disagree, bye. You know, this just doesn't happen anymore. People don't do that anymore. They want to turn to guns and shoot each other. And, you know, we have 20 to 30 shots fired in our downtown area. And one dead, at least another wounded. Another um, message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board says, it's not the club, it's not the guns, it's not law enforcement, it's the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, the $64,000 question, what's the answer? It's not more gun laws. We have enough gun laws. Right. You're not going to stop people who want to carry guns illegally. You're just not going to stop it. No. And and you can't be you can make prepared all in every neighborhood. Illegally, right. You know, illegal. That's not mm-hmm. going to stop it. You're just going to stop law-abiding citizens right from being able to protect themselves. Mhm. And it's a and it's a thing where the police they cannot predict where this is going to happen. They have no way of knowing, you know, is this a, is this little gathering going to escalate? into a shooting if you have a block party much like we did jones mabry you have this fourth of july event every year it's been very peaceful every year fun family event people love it and then this year you have an element that goes in right and violence erupts and you have several people killed uh you don't know when it's going to erupt it's a it's a kettle boiling over but you just don't know what neighborhood and i you know i don't know how police deal with that i have i have no idea how to fix that now obviously more police officers would help we're what 140 officers down right now right exactly and and the officers can't be all places at all times no. even sheriff prater said you know people are asking why can't you come in and help augment the the Shreveport Police Department on patrol, mm-hmm. well, well, they don't have the deputies either. No, they absolutely don't. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, they're going to probably increase patrols downtown um, on the weekends. I would imagine that's one thing we will hear from the city leaders and from council members and the police department. But you have to think about that. You know, if, you, if you're in another part of town, if you're in another high crime area where... Will those officers be taken from that area? When we're 140 down, are you just going to bring more in to work overtime and they're going to add to your force? I mean, that's what it looks like they're moving toward. Yeah. But then you're stretching your force so thin because then they're working longer hours and they're working more time. And you're, again, 140 people short in a department that's not that huge. So it's a it's a catch-22. It really is. It's a big problem. And for downtown... It's a conundrum for a lot of the business owners and a lot of the law enforcement folks that are trying to control that. Speaking of business owners, we did get in touch with uh, Tim Hook, who owns Phoenix Nightclub. Uh, He's going to join us coming up at 840. 101.7 FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. 
one thing I was kind of surprised about on my way into work early this morning before uh, daylight, uh, uh, there was a lot of a large area of South Highlands that was without power. Mm-hmm. The, I noticed it first when traffic lights were not working. Uh, again, they become four-way stops to people who aren't aware. Right. Uh, and some weren't mm-hmm. or didn't care. Um but uh, we got an update from Michael Corbin from SWEPCO, the yep. numbers of people. Did he did he say what's the issue? Um, Mother Nature dealt, dealing our area another blow. Hardest hit Louisiana, Shreveport, 7,800. Bossier, 9,200 in the dark. Um, looks like the hardest hit areas, Bossier City, south of I-20, the Highlands Centenary area. Houghton, Princeton area, and North Bossier City among the hardest hit. So they're still working to restore power. Um, they fully expect it to be this evening to get the power back on for most, but they're working as hard as they can. They got a pretty decent day today to get out there and get it repaired, but the crews will have to get out to it. Uh, local business owner, downtown Shreveport, Tim Huck, going to join us coming up just after the break, talking about the uh, the shooting over the weekend. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Shreveport business owner of Phoenix Nightclub, Tim Huck, joins us. Tim, thanks for taking time to talk with us this morning. Thanks for having me. Tim, you're a little bit upset. We had another uh, murder in downtown Shreveport right outside your club. Tell us where Phoenix is now. A lot of us remember Phoenix Underground, but this is a different location. Where are you and when and what happened? Uh, we're now on the corner of Commerce and Travis uh, in the old Bricktown building. Um, been open for a little over a year and a half now. Um, Friday night, as has been for months, and, and y'all have heard me complaining consistently about the crowds on the streets that are being entertained by music and just uh, it's just blaring throughout downtown. Um, that's, that's just keeping people on the streets and keeping big crowds. Confrontation started on Spring Street with the same people who were standing around listening to this free music, not inside or patronizing anybody's establishment. Uh, moved around from Spring Street uh, over to Travis Street. Um, literally, they were walking in front of Phoenix, the two different groups that got into it. Um one gentleman comes running across the street at the group that was walking down the, the sidewalk. Uh, argument ensues. Um, one of the gentlemen pulls a gun. Someone tries to stop him. They end up shooting. The first guy shot probably eight rounds himself, nine rounds fast, kind of around in a circle, mm-hmm. just splattered at anyone who was even close. And then two gentlemen who were with the group that were uh, that that were walking pulled out uh, firearms and returned fire. And um, you have video so, of this. Is that how you know what happened? I, I, I've watched the video fifty times with the police department. Uh, I've watched the video from Sandbar, which I also own, uh, of 
all the people who are involved in this shooting standing out, hanging out on Spring Street, walking up and down, dancing on Spring Street. I've watched all this video so many times. It's, I, I don't want to watch the video again, but yes, I have video of all of this on the outsides of my buildings. You, you, These were you, not, you sent a statement out saying, and I'm quoting here, uh, people are afraid to visit downtown Shreveport at late night hours for fear of getting caught blocked in a street where SPD and the sheriff have apparently abandoned all semblance of law and order. Uh, and that's a, that's that's pretty much exactly word for word my uh, my my statement. I uh, you pull through downtown Shreveport. First of all, there's a noise ordinance in place in in the city of Shreveport. I know this because I've received more than one ticket for it over the years. Um, it's a law that has been enforced for many many years, but because of political reasons uh, or fear. Uh, the police department has chosen not to enforce the the laws that are in place currently. Tim, how uh, much well, how much is the fine? You say you received a ticket. What's the fine for the uh, violating the noise ordinance? Well, when we when I managed uh, Club Congress, the the fine was we lost our liquor license. Um, but um, okay, that seems to be pretty uh, substantial <laughs> fine. I mean, I would figure that that was a substantial fine, but uh, that's what happened at Club Congress for. Uh, for a noise uh, ordinance violation, they uh, they took the liquor license. Uh, today, that was now that was back in two thousand two, two thousand three. Uh, today, uh, I guess there is no fine because they don't do anything about it. What's the answer However, to all this, Tim? What is the ultimate answer? Well, well, we're going to start with uh, whatever we're doing right now isn't working. Eleven people shot uh, Saturday, ten or eleven people. That's more people than were shot in New York or Detroit. Uh, so. Uh, the start of the answer is to change what we're doing. But how about we start enforcing the ordinances and laws that are in the books? Normally, when you take care of the little things, big things kind of help take care of themselves. In downtown Shreveport, I've been down here for over 20 years, and we've never had the crowds of people that are just hanging out on the street, not going into a club, not patronizing anybody. But we've also never had the volume of music being played. Well, is there we've an ordinance had... prohibiting large numbers of people just gathering in the street? If you There's have a parade, a... you have to have a you have to have uh, a permit allowing that... you know the parade and, and allocating for that number of people. That would be correct, but there's there is no law against the parade is actually taking up the streets doing things. There is no law against people hanging out on public property in the streets, as long as they're over seventeen or eighteen years old, they can walk the streets legally at night. That's not a problem. But they've never had those big groups just hang out downtown because they weren't being entertained. At this point, now they're grabbing entertainment. They've got, okay. they've got a DJ who's playing to them. That, that's one thing them. that at least one of the bar owners came before the city council a couple of weeks ago and said, you know, we should be allowed to do this because downtown is an entertainment district, and that's what we should do. You say what to that? I say that uh, we're not an entertainment district. First of all, the entertainment district is underneath the bridge, and by the way, it's pretty much dead. Uh, the... There is no such thing as an entertainment district that that meets at two U.S. highways, Highway 80 and Highway 1. Then they discuss the same bar owners say, well, Bill Street or Bourbon Street. Well, I'll tell you what you do. Walk down Bill Street and Bourbon Street. There's a police officer every 50 to 60 feet. We don't have the law enforcement for Bill Street or Bourbon Street at the present time. They also said this owner also told the council that you are the only one 
complaining about this. There's only one downtown club owner is the only one complaining about the noise. Is that bogus? That is that is a lie. I'm the only one who's willing to give my name and actually take the heat for being willing to state the problems that are going on. I'm not the only person complaining. I'm not the only person upset. I'm the only person who's willing to put my face and name with the problem. Will more police officers solve this? Uh, without turning down the music, uh, we don't have enough police officers to solve it. The police officers, to more police officers to solve it would be if they're going to start doing proactive policing instead of reactive policing. If they're going to come down here and start enforcing the laws. We have food booths set up all over downtown Shreveport that have no permits, no license, pays no sales tax. When you don't take care of the little laws, big laws just seem to get broken also. The patios with the outdoor music then. The chief told us he's got a decibel meter. They've gone down there and tested it. Are they just not using it still, or are they starting to enforce it? Do you know? They they, they come in one night, said they were going to enforce it, uh, showed all of us where the music levels need to be and what they need to be to, and then left and have allowed it to continue to be violated ever since then. I've called... A dozen times I have multiple videos. I have an attorney working on filing a writ with the city now. Uh, I have uh, I have dozens of videos since the day that they got their equipment in that can plainly show the music levels. And uh, the police department have just opted that they're just not going to enforce. And there's, there's a lot of political behind it. Uh, Chalette Holden, who uh, owns Hayes, is working to bring Curtis Jackson 50 Cent in town, allegedly, uh, with a contractor, at least that hasn't been signed, but she has some political pull because of that. Tabitha Taylor's Chalette's best friend. I mean, the uh, Zelda Tucker stood up there, the assistant city attorney, or city attorney at the time, stood up there at that city council meeting and said, they're breaking the law. And, and Tabitha Taylor asked her 15 different ways to try to find a way around it. And Zelda at no point would give her the answer that she was looking for. The very next day, they decided to postpone and not confirm Zelda as assistant city attorney. Mm. Wow. I mean, what's your next, what's your next step? Your, your legal action will, will compel uh, the city my, to my do legal what? Action, well, will compel the city to enforce the law that's in the book. They're, I mean, law enforcement has a job. It's actually in their title, law enforcement to enforce the laws. And it is actually a law that they're breaking and they don't understand when you allow any laws to be broken more laws get broken well when you're playing music loudly out just out onto the street you're promoting uh minor i mean minors can come down there there's no ids being checked on the street uh, they're possibly bringing their own liquor or having friends get liquor and bringing it back out um so you're i mean you're asking for trouble just letting people randomly party on the street that's correct and the problem is is that they're trying to make it a race issue or a competitive issue first of all the majority of the customers that are on their rooftop at night won't even meet my dress code so it's not a competitive issue and guys i don't care what color i don't care what what race i don't care what religious belief i don't care what sexuality you are if you're in the middle of the street blocking street making people feel unsafe, making people feel like they don't want to go there. I don't want you around my businesses. And your business was damaged in this weekend incident. Tell us about that. Um, well, first of all, uh, they've had my uh, sign on every uh, news site uh, that it can 
safe they ain't shooting at phoenix well first of all the shooting was on shreveport city property for people who had never been to phoenix so image image is irreparable damage uh my building was actually shot uh fortunately it's an old building that's uh really thick uh concrete so it did not go through and do any damage basically they bounced off the brick mm-hmm. um i do have some damage on one of my signs or two of my signs that'll have to be replaced um but the bigger and this damage is gunshot is, these are gun this is this is gunshots the bigger damage is uh yeah we we had employees uh performing cpr we uh we have you know i mean we're we're standing there in in the middle of this we're yeah, we're trying to throw a party, provide entertainment. Now, how uh, many? How many? You said earlier a number, and uh, we understand one dead in that incident and at least one wounded. You're saying more than uh, that? No, 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 no. There's four total people that were shot. Uh, one person was a ricochet off the ground, which is one of my actual employees. Oh, uh, ricochet off the ground and hit his foot. Um, no life threatening, no major damage. Uh, fortunately, thank God. Uh, not a major issue. Yeah, we're talking uh, with Tim Huck, owner of Phoenix Nightclub. Tim, do you play music? Do you have speakers outside, and are you playing music out onto the street? Well, well I tried to counter these crowds, and I put a big system on top of Sandbar to play uh, rock music. And uh, within 10 minutes of me turning my music on, the police department come in and told me to turn it on, uh, quoting a noise ordinance, to turn it off, quoting mm-hmm. a noise ordinance. Uh, but the so music across actually, the street was still being played. Yes, but they actually learned the noise ordinance. However, I have them on video threatening me with legal action if my music is louder than such and such. So uh, mm. I've chose not to play mine anymore and just to uh, pursue legal actions other ways. Tim Huck, owner of Phoenix Nightclub. Thanks for your time, sir. Hey, thank you. Mm-hmm. 101.7 FM. FM 710 Keel. And uh, if you missed earlier this morning, former Shreveport City Councilman John Nicholson announced officially, uh, along with Caddo Parish Sheriff Steve Prater, that uh, Nicholson is running for Caddo Parish Sheriff. Mm -hmm. We talked about a lot of things, including guns, uh, stop and frisk, marijuana laws, a lot more. If you missed it, you can hear that on our uh, podcast. Just click on the Keel website and click on Mike and McCarty on demand. 1017FM710Keel.com.